Today on the Cars Unfiltered podcast, surprise, surprise, Mike doesn't care what we think. Right. I don't. I don't know uh, where most of our listeners stand on this, and frankly, I don't really care. And Sal does algebra. Assembly machine makes Y amount. You need to figure out how many of the Y you need to make the X. And now the podcast. So welcome everybody to Cars Unfiltered. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a mini episode. Everyone's lives has been terribly, terribly busy lately, so uh, we didn't have the time to plan out a full show notes. But Mike and I wanted to bring you some content either way. Um, so I'm here, obviously, with Mike. Yep. And uh, so today we wanted to touch on a topic and, and kind of go on a uh, Family Guy had what grinds my gears situation, but uh, we yeah we're gonna go back on that. But if this one this one's gonna be a little lengthier than the usual. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Back on the usually annoying segment, right? And it's something that's Mike and I have talked about at length by ourselves before, well, right? Well, why did it come up this time? Well, I'm getting there. All I'm right, getting there. Right. Jeez, oh, man, man, you so long winded. Gotta set the stage. So long winded. Well, we gotta make this a decent at least ten minutes. Otherwise, all right, it's just, all right, all right. So in the news. Um, <laughs> After 45 minutes. <laughs> so we talked about it a little bit last week. Faraday Futures co-founder just left the company because it was insoluble or whatever it was called. Insolvent. Insolvent. That's what insoluble it was. Insoluble is something else. Yeah, it does not it's dilute chemistry. That's in a chemistry water term, or whatever. Yeah. Yep, insolvent. Uh, and this week there was news that the former employees um, set up a GoFundMe for the families of recently fired. And there were stipulations that you had to have a family with kids or at least those were the people who got the money first. Um, but basically, it was to help those that had been laid off, right? A GoFundMe. Who set that up? The employees did. Wait, really? Yeah, the employees. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read GoFundMe, the article, obviously. Which is a whole other topic about whether. Wait, you wait. Send... So, so their company went kaput, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? I think I should still get paid. Yep, I think the the regular goodwill. Of, of people should pay for my living. That's pretty. That's pretty rich. Right. right? I don't. I don't know uh, where most of our listeners stand on this. And frankly, I don't really care. But this GoFundMe thing has gone too far at this right. point. Right. Because uh, that's excessive. You know. But uh, but yeah. So in any case, this got us talking on our uh, Slack that we use with Tom, and and it's going to be an overdue topic. So as we talked about, obviously one of the biggest things they talk about is that. They had just done a pre-production vehicle, but clearly they weren't clearing enough cash. And basically, the the whole topic of this one is going to be: it's not that easy to make cars. To yeah, well, yeah, to make cars, or really to start a a large scale manufacturing process or manufacturing company in general. Right. But specific to the auto industry, because I, obviously that's where we both work. Yeah. That's what we we both know. And there's been some editorials written about how you know. Tesla's issue and, and whatever about manufacturing hell and all that, right? But basically what, what grinds my gears is when people say... I probably shouldn't use it. It's probably a trademark. What, I, uh, it, it was a term long before it was a trademark. Yeah, but probably. That's fine. And I don't know if you can... But in any case, what uh, annoys me is when people say, oh, yeah, someone, someone like... Right. Someone like X. Like, someone like Tesla will make it all right... If they just figure out how to make cars at volume, which is the hard part of making cars, having the capital, resources, funding, tooling, you know, anyone can design a car and sketch it, right? But it's a whole other thing to make sure it's a viable business. 
And Mike has more experience with the upfront business side of it than I do, right? Well, well, that's yeah, but that's not even. Uh, but it plays from a business right? perspective. Yes, it's difficult, but more so than that, right? Because let's be honest: if you and I got access to uh, a few billion dollars, right? Right. If so, somebody wants to give us that, we'll gladly take it. But if you and I got access to a few billion dollars and decided, you know what? I'm going to start a car company. Right. What's the first kind of car company you're going to start? Probably an electric right now? No. You're going to start a small, a small high-end uh, car company, right. right? Like Koenigsegg or like freaking Pagani, right? You're not going to start a, a large-scale manufacturing um operation right where you produce low margin vehicles and need massive amounts of R&D because you're beholden to uh millions of shareholders and also creditors and et cetera et cetera right and you're not going to start in something that's barely going to keep you all around right no exactly and i think the point that i was making was just that so you look at a company like tesla right and from not having the savvy or not having the resources or whatever if tesla would have sourced their vehicle production somewhere else or something, right? That know-how of where to source it depending on what market it's serving, all that stuff, and even business decisions on, okay, how much, you know, how much in facilities are we going to need and all that to make sure that we can make the demand. That's something that takes experience, right? It unless takes a you know, long time. Unless you know how long We've been around for a hundred and some odd years and we don't even know. Right, and that's the point, right? Where it's like, okay... For those of you that are unfamiliar with it, it's not very hard. But basically, you need to figure out how much you can make. And then based on whatever process you think you're going to do, you figure out how many of each of the process steps in the process you need. So if you're cutting engine blocks, if you need to make an X amount, and then the CNC or whatever machine cutting assembly machine makes Y amount, you need to figure out how many of the Y you need to make the X. But that only comes with experience, right? You, and yeah, there's people that can help you along the way or whatever, but there's always, you're going to need an experience part of it. And that's not even coming, that's coming from two relatively young people with smaller experience than the old heads that always say, oh, you need to keep us around because we know stuff. Yeah, but, they, they ain't wrong. But corporate know-how is another thing, right? I mean, if any company in the world knows how to build pickup trucks, it's one of the big three. Right? So right, when Elon sure. Musk says, I want to build a pickup truck, okay, that's fine. It can look cool. It might even, you know, get good mileage. But functionally as a truck, I don't see it being as solid or as good as one of the big three pickups right now. Well, I don't know. I mean, you could look up the specs, right? And you can copy the design and you could do whatever you wanted to, right? But you could come pretty freaking close to making a truck that's the same. But with that, you have problems with uh, just taking away market share, perception, like whatever, right? But even look, you at, have things like, but, like okay, Ram. Look at the Ram. Titan. Ram makes a Ram makes a good pickup truck. Yeah. Right. And they are currently trying to take market share from the top two to try and become a more valid brand. Right, but even let's take it one step further, right? The the imports, especially the like the Japanese imports, right? 
have been taking over basically the entire car. Lexus revolutionized luxury vehicles. Toyota and Honda revolutionized cars. None of their pickups, the Ridgeline, the, the Titan, none of those have come close to breaking the top three pickup trucks. Right? Yeah, that's and, true. And people going in, you would think, would say, oh, the Camry's a really good car. The Corolla's a really good car. If I want a pickup truck, I'm going to get a Toyota. They still don't think that, right? So I think it's a fun toy. I think the Tesla pickup truck is going to be a really fun, you know, just little little thing that you can go get and say, oh, yeah, it's electric, blah, blah, blah. But whether it's actually going to be a valid pickup truck, I don't know, right? And whether he can actually make that would be the fourth vehicle at volume without quality issues that they're already having, that's a big if. Right, And that's the part that people miss. It's not as simple as we're just going to decide to build cars and it's going to happen. Right, You need infrastructure. You need facilities. Well, and so today, right, I'm, I'm working on a project. And uh, we were talking a little bit about, about this, like how Tesla and probably Faraday Future are, are companies that look for very and Sal, you have some experience with this. They look for very uh, high performers, right? Right, but they want high performers that they utilize at a very high percent, right? Which causes a lot of burnout. So they can't even create that kind of institutional knowledge that you need in a manufacturing company, right? Right. Um, and I was thinking because there was I had an example of this happen today, right? Where I had case to interface with a guy that I don't usually interface with. Um, for some very specific and very detailed uh, data, right, based on, like, manufacturing facilities and capacity utilization and things of that nature, right? And so, because we're, Ford, it's no secret, is looking for ways that we can save money, right? And so, um, and and optimize things, so we can be more like, more efficient, a more efficient producer. And so I had, a, I had an opportunity to interface with this guy, and... He get, went went so deep right. into such a narrow chasm, right, that you can't have those people. People like that don't exist at Tesla. Well, and especially because that guy was probably an engineer by trade. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And all the hotshot engineers coming out of college are going to want to do engineering. There's no one that's going to want to do, uh, you know... Databasing manufacturing capacities, but right, <laughs> and he had like there's it just it was just a basic Excel spreadsheet, right? But he'd had it for so long and he'd worked on it for so long that it was all automatic, right? So you could just punch in the number here, there, or wherever, yeah, to run through all this bullshit and come up with what you need to, right? And when you when because in my job I don't have the time to ever delve that deep into, um, like it was so one thing like that, right? right. And to have the time to create a file, um, and also the need or desire to create a file that does that automatically, right? Like, there's a lot of shit that's tied into that one little cell yeah. that you got to track in there, yeah. right? So that when you change this one number, it does all this other bullshit, yeah. right? And th- I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of you, th- things you have to work you on. Need- a guy to do that. A yeah, guy right. To do that. And a, a guy that likes doing it because he had he had nothing but um, enthusiasm in telling in showing me how his spreadsheet worked. Yeah. Right. Because we needed this really specific thing, and 
months ago, someone had alluded to maybe they would need this specific thing. And so he spent months developing this specific thing so that in the chance that it was called upon, he'd have it, right? And then he fucking had it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And that just made his freaking quarter, at least. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and even more downstream, right? I mean, so when you're making things, like we run into it all the time at the plant plants right when we're installing new lines or whatever it's like if you don't know the answer to it yes you can always bring in the person that made the machine or whatever but that costs money right that costs a lot of money so the more usage you can get out of the engineering staff in your salary the better off you're gonna be because the day is i remember they had that article saying that the Gigafactory, or, or no, I think it was the the Model S factory was gonna have the most, or no, it was a Gigafactory. I think they was gonna have the most robots out of any assembly line in forever, and then it didn't work out. So then they replaced eighty percent of the robots with humans. Again. Yeah, right. Because no one could figure out how to get the robots. <coughs> now it's Elon Musk sending people to space, and they can't figure out a manufacturing robot. A manufacturing a manufacturing robot, robot, which had been used since like right. the seventies in right. Ford facilities. Right. And let's be honest, in this same form since at least the mid nineties. Yeah, and you can't and you can't bring in a dude to work on one hundred and fifty robots and expect them to be done in any shape or form in a reasonable time. Because I can tell you, it's really hard to get robot programmers yeah, for right. anyone. Like, there's basically three or four companies that do industrial robots, right? And that's it. And they have a limited amount of resources, right? So, so to that point... And, then, like, and there's enough uh, monetary backing behind the long-time, like, proven customers. Right. A.K.A. the big three and also um, Volkswagen and, like, Renault and everybody. Like, worldwide, it's the same companies. And just... And just so, you've got all this fighting against you... In a mass manufacturing sense, right? Where you, like, you can't have access to that. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're committed to these bigger accounts. Yeah. One plant. Tesla's one plant is like a 20th. Right. Probably. Maybe less. How many plants do we have? Like in North America, it's like a twenty. It's like a quarter, or not a quarter, a twentieth. But just think about it. one of our lines, F series, sells nearly a million vehicles a year. Yeah, but it, but in theory, they tooled up to sell how many? Um, but that's just F series. That's one of the lines. Yeah, that's true. And there's at least two plants that build F one fifties. Well, yeah, that's true. That are just dedicated to but trucks. But then, wasn't the uh, the Model 3 tooled up to make like 300k a year? Yeah, it was, that line was, yeah, but now that they brought in, well, that was the Model S, I think. Now that they have the Y and the, or the X and the 3, right? Because now they're adding Model Mix, with his, which is not an easy thing to do. No, yeah, that's even worse. Right? They're trying to run it on the same flexible. line, which just makes everything slow. It makes everything slow, and it makes it complicated, um, for details that due to IP restrictions, I don't know if we can talk about, but both of us have dealt with flexible manufacturing lines. And if there's one thing, they're pretty slow. Uh, <coughs> it requires a lot of investment cost and a lot of upfront Oh, so, so much more investment than just like a straight up and, dedicated line. And even then, the investment has to be right because... But there's, but there's something else too, right? Is, uh, this is going way too far into the depths of manufacturing. But there's, there is a school of thought that says, I should be able to use this equipment wherever I want, whenever I want, because it's flexible equipment, right? Which is true to an extent. 
Uh, but it's mostly true, right? But the thing that isn't built into that school of thought is equipment ages. And by the time that you eventually get around to replacing it, you're not going to want to use it because right. it's going to be so dated, it doesn't make sense to use it right. anymore, right? At which point, your original strategy was better because it would cost a fifth, let's say, I think it's close to a fifth, honestly, but let's say it would cost a fifth of the expense to put in this dedicated line to make this one thing, and then you could scrap it, right, when you're done. So, you could realistically, you could buy five of these for what you just paid for one, and either way, you're scrapping them in 10 years. Right? But there's a cost to that mixed volume, too, right? Because someone's like, I should be able to, let's say with those robots, I should be able to manipulate both parts. But if you didn't have the foresight, because you've done it before, to come up with a gripper that would work for any future product. Or put it on a pallet that you could bolt multiple right. things to. You're going to have to buy extra. And that stuff adds up when you get lots of fixturing. Oh, and, tooling is a massive cost. Tooling and just the fixturing, what we refer to as fixturing, right? It's not millions of dollars, but it's, you're talking about in fixturing to do a whole lot. But when it's millions of, of units. Yeah, it's, it's super complicated. But in any case, I guess neither of us are saying that they can't do it. We just... Both of us, especially me, get really annoyed when people are like, if Tesla can just figure out how to make cars, that's the hard part. Well, the worst thing is there's they been, bought a plant from GM that was in production. Yeah, there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have sketched a car or came up with a really good idea for a car and said, I think this will work. I mean, I think when he went to the Piquet plant, it's like at one point in the early 1900s, there was like over a thousand registered car companies in the United States. Oh, yeah. Right? Who could all build like... 15 cars yeah, a right. month. Right. Right? So since the beginning of time, it's never been a race about who can build a better car necessarily. Yeah, right. Oh, so many better cars went out of business right. because they couldn't figure out how to mass <laughs> manufacture it. how to mass manufacture it. Right? I mean, even Henry Ford, he didn't come up with the idea of assembly line. He saw someone else doing assembly line for like bread or something. I can't remember what Yeah, I don't remember. And then he applied it to manufacturing. But that's experience that he got from someone else, right? Well, from, Making, And also from failing the first time he started yeah. a car company. But it also gave him the Model T being able to be produced at the speed it was. Right, that's what gave him the advantage. Gave him the huge For advantage sure. and, and For sure. completely changed the way people made cars. Right. Right? And that is a huge thing. And in this day and age... Before that, it could have been anybody's game at any time. Right. And, and in this day and age, making cars is still incredibly complicated and it's incredibly costly right you need a lot of overhead and tesla had a lot of support and backing and all that right but there's going to be a time where they're going to start running out of money and they're going to have to figure out how to get the margins higher i don't even know what the margin is on a tesla really to be honest i can't imagine i can't imagine it's especially because like i think the original the first units were all the simplest ones well and they already they already upped the minimum um value let's say of a model three to forty five thousand from uh, right. thirty five thousand. i guarantee right? you that's just to so upgrade the margin because they were probably yeah right they, pro they probably anything. lost money on it at 35 right, right. so uh, they've got to be at what like 40 yeah because they're not going to be making a lot of money on these no. right they're typically still they're still trying to get them out to yeah. people typically what i've what i've studied and so what they told us in our our capacity class was uh our design class typically it's about a 10 percent margin you're planning for Right. Yeah, you're hoping for, for a regular vehicle. Right? For, for pickup it. trucks and trucks, you're generally going to get a lot more than that, right? But for your average sedan, if you're getting get ten percent, that's okay, right? Well, right, and as a company, that's okay too, yeah. right? Like GM operates at ten percent, eleven percent, maybe twelve yeah, percent somewhere yeah. there. Volkswagen, I think, is twelve percent, right? Yeah. 
Many car companies are over 10%. Unfortunately, right now, Ford is at like 7%. Yeah. Um, so GM dropped, though, too. I thought GM was sub 10. Though. I think GM, GM is sub 10 now, but they Hyundai weren't for like a while. 15 or something. Yeah, right? Like uh, but it doesn't get much higher than that. No, but the but that six percent is mom- oh, it's massive. Oh, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> that is, huge. but it doesn't. But what I'm saying is like name a name somebody that operates at a higher budget. Yeah, no, Who, Ferrari, I mean, maybe. No, yeah, no, not even. I doubt it. I doubt it because Ferrari does crazy, right? I mean, Ferrari will if they make a bad engine block, they melt it down to bare metal and recast <coughs> it. They won't fix anything. No, that's true. And they have still have old Italian ladies doing all the hand stitching and stuff. <laughs> Which, if you haven't watched that show, the the uh, what's it called Mega Factories or something, then on Ferrari, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Apparently, There's, it was impactful for Sal. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a cool, cool thing. But the thing that impressed me the most, well, impressed in the literal sense of the word, not in like a positive connotation, but it <laughs> left an impression on me. Was, uh, it was in like two thousand and thirteen. And the dude took a tour, and then they went into the factory, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's all men out here. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, men, women can't do the physical labor. <laughs> women are doing the detailed work and the stitching over there. This is only for men out here. And like, <laughs> that just seemed like such a crazy thing to say out loud in public to TV, right? Granted, not many people watched whatever it was on. Like, I think it was on, like, Discovery I'll have to look or for something. it now. But the dude had did not care, right? And then they were talking about leather colors. You can get the color in it, whatever you want, right? But even then, to wrap our point back in, Ferrari only made enough cars a year, in, at least in the beginning, yeah. to pay for his racing team. Right, but now, yeah, you can't argue that any longer. Uh, well... But it's still not like they're Porsche rolling builds, in money. Porsche builds Cayennes just so that they can build more 911s and do their racing. That's true. The How Cayenne- many versions of the 911 are there now? I do not even know. I don't know. That's a, tech, that's a question for Tom. Tom will be like, they have a GTS 95 P2K. <laughs> and I'm like, I just won't have any idea. He's a lot better with that stuff. I cannot. Like all the McLarens, he's like, is that a P1 or an SD? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I thought that was a storage method, but I can't keep up with it. Oh, man. Tom is a lot better. If the vo- if the listeners haven't noticed, Tom is a lot better with any sort of supercar. Mike and I could tell you anything about any beater from the last 20 years, right? Any regular sedan, pickup truck, whatever. The two hypercar guys or supercar guys are, are not present. So you're going to be talking about... Speaking of, did you know that they made a... That Chevrolet made a citation in the 80s? I did 80s, not. 80s, I think. Maybe late 70s. So it was a, I think it was a Chevy. My cousin had one. A citation uh, as like a vehicle? Yeah. It was a, it was a car. Citation. I mean, we did have one called the citation. Ford Probe. Yeah. Yep. But either way, all those big car companies. 1980. Oh, yeah. That's pretty, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so Ferrari started, his intention was never to build Ferraris for everyone. It was to build enough so that he could keep racing his cars and do that. Like Lamborghini was built not because he wanted to make a million cars, but because Ferrari called him a tractor builder. And he's like, oh, well, this is it. It's fused. Yeah, but neither one of them are mass producers. But that's right? the point. Like, they right? don't even fall but into the category. That's the point. Still. Exactly. Even they realize that, you know, if they want to mass produce, they never wanted to. That no. car, when we talk about the margins, right? But Tesla. Aston Martin was never mass produced a car until Ford got a hold of it. Right, and, and their cars also don't last more than three years on the road without having well, yeah. 8,000 replacements. And Land Rover, too, and Volvo, right? 
that's the thing that they basically said that we taught all those people how to manufacture and they gave us all our technology and they gave us the body styling for the Explorer. But that's another topic. <laughs> so in any case, the point being, and we've bounced around a little bit and there's more detailed information. We can always do a full episode later on a specific topic if you guys comment on anything that you want to specifically get into talking about. But listen, stop saying X and Y will figure it out if they can just figure out how to make more cars. It's an incredibly, there is a whole, there's design and there's manufacturing. Those are the two biggest components of a car company. Manufacturing isn't three guys in the shed just hitting things with mallets, right? Do you think that somebody else wants to buy Tesla still? Because like, for a while his strategy I was to get out, you know, grow and get out. But yeah, do you think that he would even be able to, or, I guess he, he doesn't have as much control over it anymore. Yeah. Not anymore, because I think also the big companies have already invested enough into their own technology and their own yeah, companies right. where they want to get their own badge on it. Yeah. Right? I think the closest we got to it was when they had conversations back then this leak with GM, because GM is the right type of partner that wouldn't have changed it. They would have right. kept the Tesla name. That one, it would have been, that would have been a good partnership, honestly. That would have, uh, I think they would have met the goals much, much earlier. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so please stop saying it. It's not that easy to make a car, despite what you and your grandpa did with... In the garage that one time. 68 Cougar or whatever. Well, we need to clarify, because that was a weird statement Mike just said there. What... (laughs) (laughs) The work you did on your Fox Body Mustang, uh, fixing the car with your grandfather... Fixing the car. So, on that note, we hope to get a full episode out to you guys next week. Um, Again, full episode news and some sort of commentary. Um, So, yeah. Again, comment. Comment on this to see if there's anything. See if we're complete idiots, which we probably are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Subscribe to this. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.